The Camogie Show. Proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance. Amazing. It's a great opportunity for us as girls and the whole town to get behind us. Yeah, you have mixed emotions. This week I'm feeling a bit calm about it, but I think next week, you know, the nerves will start kicking in, getting closer to it. So, yeah, we're all excited. Yeah, it's what every player dreams of. To run out in Crow Park, we're in their their club jersey. It's what every child grows up wanting to do, and I'm one of the lucky ones that gets to do it. The Camogie Show. Proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance. Welcome along to episode four of The Camogie Show. I'm Valerie Wheeler, joined by Aoife Sheehan and Neve Mulcahy. What's coming up on the show is we're going to take a look back at the weekend's Littlewoods Ireland League results. And the big weekend to come is the AIB All-Ireland Intermediate and Senior Club Camogie Championship Finals there in Croke Park on Sunday. Plenty to come up on the show. We are going to hear from all four sides ahead of this weekend's action. We've Anya Ling, we've Emma Carr, of St. Rhinus, we've Gronyni Cahan of Slock Neil, and we've Neve McGrath of Sarsfields. But first, let's take a look back at last weekend's Littlewoods Ireland Camogie League Division 1 Group 1. I suppose the talk of the weekend, ladies, Kilkenny, 10 points, Clare 1 10. It was the result of the weekend, Neve. It was. Um, Clare will be absolutely delighted with that result going down to, to Nolan Park and, and beating Kilkenny away. Um, They've had a brilliant start, you know, they're they're two out of two now, so Ger O'Connell is going to be absolutely delighted um, with the start they've made this year. Yeah, Neve confidence high, I suppose, as Neve mentioned, Ger O'Connell will be happy and to go down, I suppose, especially in Kilkenny's Nolan Park in front of a big crowd of a double header below there. Yeah, exactly. And they went down with a really young team as well. Um and I think that for Claire this year it's going to be all about learning and seeing how they're getting on, but they're definitely playing without fear um, so like there was huge games I think from Emer Kelly and Greta Hickey and just from I was listening to a bit of commentary on it yesterday and they were so excited like on the radio just talking about it and how big a win it was and even in the last few minutes I think um, Denise Gall had a chance you know she was going for goal whatever but it was deflected over the bar but it was a huge win for them and I mean especially for I suppose Ger O'Connell he's learning a lot about that team as well and they've lost a few high profile players as well so yeah it was a huge win Neve, give them big confidence next weekend. I know they are the games that were um, deferred and postponed all because of the storm. They're facing Cork next Saturday evening. Yeah, and they'll, they'll be confident going into that game. You know, they're two from two, so they're they're in with a shout still of qualifying. And um, that win over Kilkenny, I think, will just give great confidence to the group. You know, it's probably been a good while since they won, you know, two in a row in, in competitive fixtures. So, you know, they, they won't fear Cork at all. And especially this time of year, the way... The way Clare are playing now, you know, they'll they'll definitely go down confident. What about Kilkenny on the other hand? Do you think that they look too much into their loss like that, being beaten by Clare? I know Brian Dowling is probably a lot of people looking at him, he's just after taking over from Man Downey and he's trying out a few new things. Yeah, I think though um, for Kilkenny that's what they want to do I mean they, I suppose for the last few years you know they've won a few leagues even you know if you look back at the last five or six years like what have they learned from that I think the learning from them this year is going to be trying out new players they're without a few of their big guns like Anne Dalton and Katie Power like they still have to come back in the championship but I think that look it, they're better off trying out players trying out players in new positions as they've been doing even with a few of them so no I think there's no real pressure on Brian I think um, you know from within the camp themselves they're probably saying they're going to use it to try out new players so no I don't think so they don't think there's any pressure I know they have big players to come back like Grace Walsh and I think Katie Powers out injured as well and a few more you don't think he'll feel any of the pressure Neve? No I don't think so um, with Limerick we actually beat Kilkenny a couple of years ago um, early in the league as well and it, it's no bearing at all um, on championship or later in the year you know and they're, they're nearly two different seasons you know the way the weather has been the last couple of years you know league, league hurling and, and summer hurling so 
as Aoife said I think Brian will just be looking to kind of maybe developing a panel and you know seeing are some of those younger players up to it you know and, and probably challenging them and and giving them the task with trying to force their way into his championship plans. Yeah, it's something good that to see that they are trying something new because before you're used to the old reliables and the players that are going to get you the win. But it's nice to blood players this time of year. Definitely. And it's it maybe if they had, you know, a couple more players to bring spring from the bench, maybe in the final last year when things were going against them against Galway, maybe that might have, um, you know, proven to, to help them out that day. But um, definitely, I think the league should be all about trying out new players and blooding new players because I know there's a bit of silverware up for grabs, but at the end of the day, you want the players to be there for championship. You know, and it's championship you want to win. Yeah, Kilkenny or Weta are facing Offaly next week. I think it's in Kilkenny again. But Offaly for the first time, yes, they're securing first points. I think Waterford as well. It was 12 points to 1-9. So kind of both campaigns, I suppose, getting their campaign off to start with one point. I know Offaly uh, trailed by six, but they showed kind of good all character to get a bounce back. Yeah, I think they'll be delighted to get the draw out of that. Um, I'd say the most pleasing thing for Offaly was the fact that against Clare a couple of weeks ago, the opposite happened. They had a decent start and then went scoreless in the second half, whereas this weekend, you know, they, they were six points down and, and came back to hit all the final scores. So um, I think they'll be very pleased with that and just maybe looking for, you know, that 60-minute performance that they'll be hoping to get now the next round out against Kilkenny. What about Waterford, Aoife? Do you think they have something to worry about? Yeah, I think, I suppose, like we were, you know, all talk about them maybe after yeah. the Cork game and they had a great performance that night, you know, and if a few other things went their way, you know, you wouldn't know what happened with that result. But um, at home, I suppose, it was a, it was a pity that um, for themselves that that happened. But because I actually fancied them to beat Offaly yesterday. But look, I suppose with conditions and everything else and it was a low enough scoring game, you just don't know what way these things kind of go yeah that was Division 1 Group 1 we're moving on to Division 1 Group 2 now Galway 4-13 Limerick 7 points it was a better performance in Galway than the first outing we've seen them yeah definitely um, I watched this yesterday at home it was a pity um, because I think Galway went off to a great start I think they'd won 2 or won 3 after 5 or 6 minutes and Limerick then had a great 10 minutes they were you know all over Galway for a while but they just couldn't convert I think the scores as easily as, as Galway could um, and I just think Galway really used the space and they really really used their passing um, you know to their advantage and I suppose their their names really came up again you know their top players um, performed really really well like even Neve Hannah Fianna if you more them up in the, the forwards she was on fire yesterday um, but like the girls in Limerick will still learn something from it but I suppose they're a team in transition as well at the moment you know they're trying to blood new players as well a bit like Buckle Kenny are doing I think and some of the younger girls they had great performances yesterday so you know there's a lot to take from that Yeah you mentioned Neve Hannafy there 1-2 and she was setting up plenty of goals yesterday someone to watch out for Neve. Yeah definitely she's, she's been a big player for Galway the past couple of years and you know she's a brilliant she's brilliant in the air but she can also win the low ball in you know and she's a, a powerful runner so um she's been doing serious damage within the last couple of years i think the the scoreline is kind of a bit harsh on limerick um you know i don't think they were quite as as poor as the scoreline suggests you know and i think they will take positives from it you know mm. obviously maybe leaking the goals yeah. um they did improve with the wind they did yeah no they did of course mm. and to be honest we had a, a worse defeat than that last year to them and you know it, it stood to us in championship um so i definitely think um they were a lot better than than the scoreline suggests you know and they will take positives from it 
Great. Yeah. And even Laura had a few saves even in the middle of that as well. Like, and I just think she was probably a little bit exposed probably for the goals that, you know, she didn't have much cover in front of her. I think um, that that's what, but that's what Galway do. They draw you out, they bring you out to the field and then they, they make all the space with their full forward line, which is a killer then, you know, when you're trying to defend that. It's it's really, really hard. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say, I think even as well, Galway's narrow defeat at Dublin in the first round was probably seen as a bit of a, a surprise in that maybe people would have thought they might have beaten them by a bit more. So, you know, I'd say Colin Murray had had kind of laid it down to the crowds mm-hmm. that they wanted. He wanted a perform a big performance from them yesterday, and look, he certainly got that. And when you see them being able to to have Ailish O'Reilly on the bench and and her yeah. coming on from from Eve Hannafy, I think at half time, like it just shows the kind of strength and depth they have there, and and the spread of scores they have. And um, look, there there aren't too many teams in the country at the moment that that can keep pace with them. Yeah, a week's break for them as well. I know Tipperary, 14 points, Dublin, 8. That's 2 from 2 for Tipperary. Yeah, that's a, a very good result for Tip again because they seem to be um, trying out a lot of new girls as well and that essentially puts them into winner-takes-all um, final group game against Galway now in a couple of weeks. So they'll be delighted with that win. And look, you never know on the day. They'll, they're 2 from 2 now as well and conference will be up. So that'll be... An interesting game, you know, essentially a league semi-final. Yeah, with Tip, I think they really want to improve, especially from last year, they got to the Ireland semi-final. But for them, I think they've been starved of, of silverware for so long and they were, you know, so successful maybe back over 10 years ago that they want to get back into that place again. So, um, you know, they're doing all the work they can to try and get, you know, a bit further this year. The Camogie Show. Proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance. The AIB All-Ireland Senior and Intermediate Camogie Club Championship Finals return to Croke Park on Sunday the 1st of March. It's going to be a great doubleheader sees Galway Sarsfield take on current All-Ireland champion Slock Neil of Derry in the Senior Final while Waterford's Galtier will face St. Rhinus of Offaly in the Intermediate Final. It's going to be great action on Jones's Road and four teams going head-to-head to be crowned um, the toughest for the want of a better word. That's what AIB like to call them. <laughs> uh, let's take a look at the Intermediate Final first off. Galtier, I think first of all, Neve, they'll be hoping to make amends for last year. Yeah, um, they, they lost last year's final and ended up beating that team then in this year's semi-final and I think last year they actually beat St. Rhinos so it looks to be a really interesting game on paper. Um, Galtier, you know, both teams have, have a lot of inter-county stars that they'll be looking to, to drive them on and um, I know former Galway manager Mark Dunn I think is involved or managing St. Rhinos so um, I know from experience he was involved with us before and he's big on matchups. So I think St. Rhinas um, will definitely be, be looking to match up with some of those inter-county stars. You know, the likes of Annie Fitzgerald there will be very dangerous for Galtier. And you've real experienced heads there in Anya Ling and Trish Jackman as well, who who commutes home from from England. So I think it's going to be a really exciting game. Uh, I think it's really close to call. I actually think we might have a draw here. Really? Yeah, just looking at it now and, you know... The, the game last year was relatively close as well and I suppose the teams maybe different motivations or whatever you know Galtier lost the final last year coming back St. Rhinos did a big win in the, the Leinster final against Cam Ross you know and they have a couple of really young exciting players Kate Kenny in particular you know is a dual, a dual star with the county and um, you've the experience then of Siobhan Flannery and, and Linda Sullivan as well so you know, both teams littered with county stars and I just, I think it would be a great game. 
Aoife Galt here, you know, hoping to make amends from last year, as I said earlier on. But to get to this stage again, it can't be easy for your club to do that a second year in a row. Yeah, it's huge. And as uh, Neve mentioned, the likes of like Anya Ling and Trish Jackman. I played Camogie with Anya Ling years ago in UL and um, she's just really, really dedicated. Um, and as Neve said, she still commutes over and back. Um, yeah, just to get back, um, you know, especially from a defeat, coming from a defeat like that. And it's a long road. The club championships are a really, really long road. Um, and to come back, I suppose it just shows the drive they have to get over the line first of all you know and um, but their their big players like Trish Jackman is, is going to be a huge influence on it again and Anya as Neve mentioned um, but yeah they'll be hoping I suppose to, to go one further anyway definitely this year St. Ryan is making their first appearance that's a huge occasion for a club in Offaly it is definitely um, for any club team you know um, you wouldn't have experienced Crow Park at all so it might be daunting but look I suppose they'll be fearless going up and it's it's a once in a life opportunity really but um, one thing that I'm kind of a bit I won't say I have concerns about but I, I'd love to see the likes of Galtier and St. Rhinas um, playing in the senior championship you know Watford and Offaly have been established senior inter-county um, for, for a number of years now and I just think that you know those clubs they're they're the best clubs in their county and I reckon they'd more than hold their own in the senior championship and I don't know does the grading system need to be looked at and that that's nothing to do with both clubs I'm sure they'd only be delighted to play senior championship but I think all clubs in every county should be given the opportunity to play senior championship if they want to you know you see Schlockneil there in Derry and Derry are only intermediate but um I definitely think if your county is a senior county that your your county champions should be playing in this in the senior championship and I think the likes of Galtier and St. Rhinas would more than hold their own, you know, and would be challenging definitely for provincial honours if they were playing senior. Yeah, I'm sure they'd jump at the chance even to be senior. Yeah, definitely. Um and it's it's funny then some other clubs maybe are playing senior and they might be more suited to playing at the intermediate level. Um but I suppose for those clubs they won't mind what they're playing and they're getting a chance, you know, to play in Croke Park and they'll be hoping to um pick up the honours on Sunday. Um but yeah, I, I suppose the grading thing is a funny thing because even within Munster there probably are a few clubs playing at a lower level that you'd be thinking look you know they'd be as good as you know whatever clubs are out there um, so yeah I suppose it's, but for them they'll just be happy to get out in Croke Park on Sunday Yeah you're giving them the draw so I'm I'm going to back a draw yeah I think in that game Aoife. I'd be thinking Galtier I think yeah, just making them into just last for year the pain of defeat and drive you on they know what they're doing uh, Rhinas you'll be hoping that the occasion I suppose doesn't get to them um, I know even there's a lot of fuss down there even weren't they on Operation Transformation a few weeks ago so there's a lot of like pageantry around it already like so yeah, never knew that now why were they on that for just, no. just um, I don't know I think it was kind of one of the groups were there so they were doing oh, some right. of the exercises okay. and things yeah. I understand now yeah. I understand well fair play to them looking might well make the most of the occasion Definitely. I suppose the club is getting behind them so is the community Yeah. Um, looking at the senior game I think everyone's looking forward to this. I remember last year for the senior game, it was starting to snow extremely heavy in Croke Park. It was like a snow globe at one stage. But um, look, Sarsfield stand in the way of Slock Neil probably doing four in a row this Sunday. Yeah, um, it's it's a massive opportunity for both teams. I suppose Sarsfield's, you know, they're they're in their third final in recent years and, and haven't got over the line since you know and I think losing both times to Schlock Neil and then Schlock Neil are obviously going for that coveted four in a row I think to, to become only the second club ever to do it and I suppose as a, a Derry team and maybe a club from a county that that isn't playing senior it's an even more impressive feat so 
How's the makings for another great game? You know, I think all games between them over the last couple of years have been very tight. So I'm sure that Sunday is going to be no different. I mean, we have to talk about the success of Slock Neil over the last few years, not only with the Camogie, but with all codes above in the club. Yeah, it's mad. Like, I mean, it's a very small um, parish. I think they're not drawing from uh, a huge base or anything at all. And like their hurling club has been really successful. Their football club has been successful. And for the Camogie girls, like it, it's huge to be going for four in a row. Um, but I suppose they have that culture now within their parish that, that that's what they do. They play sport, they play GA really, really well. And I suppose that's what's identifying them. Um, but it'll be huge. I think it'll be a big ask for them to do four in a row. I mean, even like if you're only trying to win to or like you know put back to back club county titles it's it's a really hard feat not to mind trying to come back in you know it's March now this year and put an All-Ireland back to back and put four of them in a row um, and I think Sarsfields will really be driven by those losses to Schlock Neil um, and they'll you know they, they know each other really well as well so they'll know the matchups and um, I think I just think that like for Sarsfields some of their younger players obviously are, are a few years older than they were a few years ago the likes of the, the Siobhan McGran a few more of them and I just think that they've really turned into leaders as well so I just think that Sarsfield might get one over in Schlock Neil in this one Yes, Schlock Neil I know they have three in a row but to be there the fourth year in a row is crazy for a club of that level to get every year to beat all the teams all the way up like it's a long long road yeah, it really is, isn't it? It's, a, it's an unbelievable achievement, you know, to do three in a row is massive. And to Huge. Think, you know, they're going for four in a row. And when you think of all the brilliant um, Camogie club teams over the past few years, you know, that have gotten nowhere near that, mm. you know, your your Milford's from Cork, your Pierce's from Galway and that. And to think Schlock Neeler, you know, the, the modern team that are going for it is unbelievable. And it just shows all the work that's that's going in up there and I'd love to see it translate um into the county team you know in the summer that hopefully a lot of those Schlock Neil girls will make themselves available um for the Derry team and that we'll see Derry become you know a powerhouse again up in Ulster um yeah with 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 the club championship and um, we we were lucky enough to win a few club championships years ago um and it's it's a really long road like it's it's um so like a great admiration for Schlock Neil to be around still you know going for four in a row it's it's amazing yeah, and what about Galway champion Sarsfield? You know, they're, they'll probably be talked about forevermore if they do stop this Loch Neal team. I know that they probably have plenty of pain and hurt behind them of having lost them in a few years, but that's their third final in four years. I'm sure they'll be gunning for it. And I mean, to get a not, like, you'd love to see them do it at the same time as well as Loch Neal doing the four in a row. And it's just a tough one to call, I think, when you want both teams that are, you know, at that level and they're both trying so hard to get back there and they have got back there and it's just, it's just not getting true for Sarsfields. Yeah, and I think um, with with Sarsfields, I suppose their semi final they they got over wasn't it Vincent's they got over them. Um, I won't say easy, that's unfair to say to Vincent's, but they were comfortable, you know, in their victory. Uh, whereas um, I think Schlock Neil had a tougher day out with the Clare champions. So you know, does that matter? But it's been so long ago now. You know, are you you know your challenge matches probably in the last few weeks are more important. I'm sure they would have been playing the the college teams in the run up to the likes of the Ashburn, the Purcell Cup. Um, but yeah, it w- it would be nice for Sarsfields, especially after losing, you know, the two All Irelands to Schlock Neil. But in terms of on paper, I I just think Sarsfields will I think get over the line. Sarsfields, yeah, get over I the do. Line. I just think so. Yeah, um, I think winning Galway. Galway is such a competitive county to win. Um, you know, you'd see kind of different different winners there a lot of years and I suppose because they've no kind of championship, you know, you've a lot of them go on, end up in all Ireland club finals and to win Galway is an achievement in itself and for them to have won it, you know, kind of three times in the past four years shows shows the strength of, of them as well. And, 
look, I suppose when you think Sarsfield, you think straight away of the McGraths, you know, and the sisters. And I think their dad, Hopper, is, is managing them this year. So, um, you know, they'll they'll be key, obviously, to, to how the result pans out on Sunday. But I think, as you say, the likes of Siobhan McGrath, she, she was brilliant in the semi-final and she was brilliant last weekend for UL. You know, and even for her getting those tough matches last week, um, I think will have will have stood to her, you know, playing in those sort of conditions because I'd imagine the weather the weekend won't be won't be hectic either. But um, you know, the McGraths and Maria Cooney will be will be key for Sarsfields there and then on the other side they'll be looking to quieten Tina Bradley mm. in particular, um, when she was playing with Offaly she kind of broke our hearts in Limerick you know numerous days but you've the likes of her Shannon Graham and, and the Cassidy's there so look at it as the makings for for a really good game and, and hopefully we will get relatively decent weather that um all four teams will be able to you know perform to the best of their ability and that we just get two really good games at Camogie. Yeah, well, four teams battled out for the AIB All-Ireland Senior and Intermediate Camogie Club Championship titles this weekend. Oisín Langan caught up with all four sides ahead of the weekend. This was at the AIB Club Championship Media Day. We hear from Anya Lane Gaultier Captain, St. Rhinus Captain Emma Corcoran, Slock Neil Captain Gráinne Níkahan and Neve McGrath of Sarsfields. The Camogie Show. Proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance. Anya Lane of Gaultier and Waterford, you must be really looking forward to the AIB all-Ireland Club Intermediate Final in Crow Park uh, against St. Rhinos of Offaly. Yeah, it's what every player dreams of. To run it in Crow Park, we're in, their, we're, their, we're in their club jersey. It's what every child grows up wanting to do and I'm one of the lucky ones that gets to do it. Did you think this day would ever come again? Because you lived away from Waterford, you lived in England for about seven years and didn't play any camogie in that time? Yeah, it's, it's a turnaround. Um, so I left when I graduated from the University of Limerick. I went over to the UK to do my master's, ended up spending seven years over there, uh, longer than what was planned. So when I was over there, I ended up getting big into running. Um, I wasn't playing camogie, now I always had the hurl. Um, would enjoy going out for a puck around whenever a friend would come over to visit. But uh, near enough the time when I was looking to come home, Catherine Whitty, who was involved, I used to play with her, now involved in the backroom management setup, sent me a text one day when I was just sitting on the floor of my apartment and said, would I get back playing? And I took the opportunity and I haven't looked back since. I'm lucky. I want to talk to you about what you took up when you went to England, because as you say, you, you went for a puck of the ball every now and then, and it's not like you completely lost contact with hurling and camogie, and you always had the, the hurley with you. You took up running, but typical of someone like yourself, typical of a high achiever, you kind of took it to an extreme. Yeah, um, I suppose like a, a lot of players, we like to test ourselves. So I took up running, um, started with 5k, 10k, tried to see how fast I could go. Then I went to half marathon, thought, oh, can I go a bit further? Did a few marathons, went for the off-road marathons. Um, and then I went to the ultra marathons, um, ran various parts of the coast of the, the UK. It's that thing of testing yourself, how far can your body go? Um, and how strong can you mentally push yourself? So yeah, it was, it's a bit different to the, the on-field sport. It's, uh, you're out for a few hours at a slower pace. Um, this was one of the difficulties was coming back to the field and trying to get speed back in my legs. Gradually coming back, but uh, I kind of rely on the smarts a bit now. I imagine it was tough going into a good team like Gaultier after such a long gap. And no matter what kind of fitness you had, and I appreciate running is a very different kind of fitness, there must have been times when you thought, God, I'm... I'm not sure I can get back into this, but you had that kind of box ticked in your head. You had challenged yourself and you'd come through it with the ultra marathons. 
did that kind of help you bounce on and get back to where you are in a camogie sense and get back to the elite level of camogie? Yeah, no, I was lucky. Galtier, yeah, they're your family, your friends. I was always in contact with them over the years. So when I stepped back in the door, the older girls and the girls who knew me you know, welcomed me with open arms. The younger girls probably didn't know me. And it was funny, actually, the, the first day I went back, they did a bleep test. And I just so happened to be training for the double marathon, so I was well able to run. Um, but when it came to having the hurl in the hand and the speed work, I got shown up. Um, but the girls are great. Um, they, they took me in, built me back up. And when you love something, you, you spend your time doing it. And you know, I was out against the wall as much as I could, get that touch back. We started working on speed work in the gym. Yeah, and I, again, I'm just, I'm just lucky to be back, able to do what I love doing. We know what is behind Galtier. Last year's All-Ireland Intermediate Final disappointment. Uh, you lost to Clondoff in the final. You beat Clondoff on the way back to this final. Was that the best way possible to get back to the All-Ireland final? and also beating the team that beat you last year? I suppose there's no best way of getting back. We looked at it as each game in front of our face. So first of all, we had to get our award for this strong competition there. You've got Cap Quinn, Liz Moore, De La Salle, St. Dance. We had to take each game as it comes. Uh, first job was get out of Waterford. Next job was to get through the Munster semi-final, get through Munster. You know, we celebrated each win along the way. Having climbed off in the semi-final, obviously there was an extra edge to it, an extra, a little bit of hunger, um, considering the loss last year. Again, it was a battle. We came out the right side of it, and now we're, we're back to where we were last year, um, which is what we wanted to do. Um, yeah, and now it's just about taking that. How much will you have learned from last year? How beneficial is it to have gone through this process of going to an All-Ireland final in the recent past? You can't put a price on experience, can you? Um, just having been through the day before, uh, us as a team and us as individuals, that we know the setup, we know the, the travel up, we know what the dressing rooms are like, we know what the warm-up uh, scenario is like, we know what it is to return out into the pitch, to the, the background noise. It's, it is invaluable having that experience. Now, I know St. Rhinos have a lot of experience behind them as well. A lot of those girls have won um, an All-Ireland football title this year when they've pulled. So it's much of a muchness between the two teams on the experience side, but it does, it does add a lot to, to your team. Last year, I think it's fair to say, you didn't put in the performance you know you're capable of. Have you talked about that? Or maybe you as an individual and the team itself collectively hopes that the experience will mean that this year they will give that um, display that the fact that they've had the experience that will create a path to giving that display yeah so last year it's it, it's different to this year um each year teams evolve so we lost to Kandoff by a point last year and it's the the heart that's in your heart from that we'll always remember standing on that pitch together arm in arm and um, watching Kandoff lift the trophy so that that kind of hurt that kind of hunger you you can't train that on the field this year we're a new team, we've evolved, um, more players have come up through the ranks, we've more experience. So last year what we'd really take from it is the experience and the hunger that it's given us. Um, and now this year it's to drive on and take each moment as it comes. And finally, Anya, we're here today at the uh, preview day for the AIB Club Camogie Finals. Is it all becoming that bit more real now? Is the excitement level growing? Is the nervousness level growing? How are you feeling? Um, the excitement's growing. I've taken it day by day. Um, on the side, I'm actually planning my wedding a couple of weeks after. The are in final, so I've got excitement for two things, uh, which is keeping me busy. But yeah, you can, and you can feel the build-up um, in the community. Uh, you can see the flags are out, um, people wishing you well, the players themselves. We're building up um, and getting ourselves ready for that day. Emma Corcoran of St. Rhinus. How does it feel to be in an AIB All-Ireland Camogie Club Intermediate Final? 
Yeah, it's amazing. It's a great opportunity for us as girls and the whole town to get behind us. Yeah, you have mixed emotions. This week I'm feeling a bit calm about it, but I think next week, you know, the nerves will start kicking in, getting closer to it. So, yeah, we're all excited. But so what yeah. I'll do is I'll ask you about St. Rhinos and your form this year. How did you get to an All-Ireland final? Was it through hard work and skill? How did your year go form-wise? Yeah, it started off, you know, the girls took a defeat last year, you know, in the All-Ireland semi. So I think when they came back this year, we were a lot focused. You know, you knew we could get there. So they were very driven. Every training, people step up. You know, every game we played this year, it's a different start in 15 because girls are training once beyond the team. So, yeah, we have a game plan and we stick to it and it's been working so far. So, Has there been much talk about that loss in the All-Ireland semi-final last year or is it one of those things no one has to say anything because you know that is what is driving you? The disappointment of getting so close but falling last year? We didn't talk about it until this year's semi. A lot of the girls, you know, were told to maybe bottle the feeling that they have from last year and bring it out on the day. So there was a little bit of talk about it back then. And it is good to bring it up, you know, it shows that there was hurt there. So, yeah, it was brought up and they do still talk about it. It was a big defeat last year, so. Yeah. The fact that you got to the All-Ireland semi-final last year means that you're consistently good. So there is a lot of positives from bringing up last season. And I suppose maybe the team took the momentum from those positives and, and what they did last season and brought it into this season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, maybe they never thought they could get there. They only won their first Leinster last year. So I think that shocked them. So I think the winning feeling and, you know, the hard work pays off and, I think it was brought into this year again and there was new management brought in this year and maybe they brought something new to the table. So yeah, there was momentum the whole year. It's very easy to say that getting to the final is a vindication of that decision, but I don't think you would have regretted it even if you hadn't have made it out of the county. I think you just wanted to spend time with your with your friends and your family and, and play the game you love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I wasn't part of the team for their winning spree, you know. I got we got defeats in senior when I was playing. So to come back, I, I won my first county final this year. So for me, that was the most important thing when I came back was just to have a win with them. So yeah, everything around sports involves family and friends. So everybody comes together. So yeah, really this year has been amazing and very happy. Yeah, well, it sounds like it was a good decision yeah. to stay. Obviously, it is Galtier in the final. What kind of game are you expecting against them? Yeah, God, it's going to be a massive game, you know. I have massive respect for them, you know. They lost the All-Ireland final last year and same with our girls. And it shows massive characters in both teams getting to the exact same place they were last year. So it is, we both wanted. So it's really going to come down to the work on the day. So hopefully, yeah. And there's a number of people in the St. Rhinos team who have won uh, an All-Ireland club title in ladies football. How important is that experience to have, the fact that they, they know what it's like to win, they know what it's like to achieve big? Yeah, they have, you know, the, the two girls, they have a lot of confidence, you know. They're, they're young, but they're really experienced girls, you know. Winning a club All-Ireland football, for, you know, for your club is amazing. And to go on three months later and be in another All-Ireland for a club is just phenomenal and I respect them and they're great to have. You must be looking forward to getting out there and playing in Crow Park. I imagine it's what you've dreamed of all your life. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. I still haven't really come to terms with it yet, but I think when we get up there on the day it's gonna really hit home and you know, when you see all your family around you it's it's great. 
Are you expecting it to be kind of different playing in Crow Park as compared to any other stadium? Um, it'll probably be a fast game, you know. We've trained in really bad weather the last couple of months and the pitches are heavy, so I suppose it will be a quick flowing game, so there's a lot of ground to cover. So yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it and our team loves that kind of pitch, you know, fast pitch, so. Grainne Nikahan of Schlock Neil. We are building up to the AIB All-Ireland Club Camogie final. Uh, you're playing Sarsfields. You're going for a fourth title in a row. Some would argue that going for a four in a row puts pressure on. But one could also argue that it actually kind of takes pressure off because you've already tasted success. You've already made history. That's it, I suppose. No matter the outcome, we'll be happy with ourselves, happy with our performance in the last in recent years. Of course, we'll be going out and we'll be aiming to win and um, aiming to do our best. But um, in terms of the four in a row, it's not something that we focus on. It's not something that we would discuss within the panel um, or with management squad either. Um, probably the bigger picture, the community and the media and that would look at it as something that's adding pressure. But to us as a group of players or a group of people, we're just focusing on the next game, focusing on the job we have to do. And we'll worry about the four in a row after that if needs be. What is the secret to Schlock Neil's success? Because you've been on a phenomenal run as a club. That's it, I suppose. Um, there's no real secret to it. It's just been a lot of hard work and effort um, in terms of management and players. We were lucky that we had a great group of players that had come through at the right times um, within all three codes of football, Hurland and the Camogie. Just we had a really good spell at the, at the right time, um, but that doesn't go without any hard work. Underage has been really good in terms of de- development. There's been a lot of focus and energy about the club in recent years, um, and now it's just paying off. So... Um, I don't think there's any secret to it. It's just a lot of hard work and commitment and effort by players and management alike. Now it's Sarsfields in the final. You know them well. You've beaten them twice before. Does that have any bearing on this game, the fact that you've met in finals in recent years? probably does and it doesn't at the same time. It's maybe not a good thing that we have met one another before. We just we know that they're, they've changed in those few years as well like ourselves we've lost players and gained players as well so it will be a new game coming into it we know from previous experiences that the matches have been tough hard physical battles um, so I'm really just expecting a good game at Camogie and the standard of Camogie should be very good in the first of March between the two of us The fact that it's in Crow Park does that change things a little bit? Crow Park maybe adds a bit of pressure it's a different environment to what players are, are used to I know you've played finals there before but it, it's not like you play there every week so does Crow Park have a bearing on the match as well? Um, I suppose it does at this time of year it's been really hard getting matches um, on good pitches pitches that are of a good standard and good quality just with the time of year it's wet and um, pitches tend to be just soggy and, and damp um, but Crow Park you know it's well looked after uh, well maintained so the surface in Crow Park will be something that we haven't been used to training on so that will have a bearing on it um, and I suppose the emotions around Crow Park huge stadium everybody's excited and um, dying to get playing on it so I suppose controlling them emotions and feelings around the match as well because it is Crow Park but I don't think it should have any real impact as long as we can control ourselves and use our emotions to our advantage How do you continually motivate yourselves or maybe I should ask about you personally how do you continually do it because Winning three All-Irelands in a row is an absolutely incredible achievement, but it's also a very difficult thing to do. It requires a lot of work, a lot of focus, a lot of effort, a lot of discipline. So how do you, how do you keep all that? Because sometimes the cost of success is kind of losing that appetite because you've achieved the success. Yeah, um, I suppose you have to have a good conversation with yourself at times and realise the position you are in and how special it is and what it does mean to you as a player and then you as a team after that. 
Um, like I said, the young players coming into this panel really helped probably me this year in terms of hunger and seeing their enthusiasm coming into the panel, that they were hungry, they were passionate, they were buzzing to get onto the panel, never mind fighting for a number 15 spot. Um, so that helps, it drives you on. Um, we had a new uh, man come in with our management as well. So the new faces, the new voice always is a good thing as well. Uh, good point of view. So I suppose that has been keeping it fresh. But in terms of hunger, I suppose you just take every match as it is. Every stage of the, the year has got different kind of goals and that. So you're always working for a new goal and a new target, even within you as a player. You've got new targets that you want to achieve as an individual and then as a team, then that changes or varies as well. And how do you and other Schlockneil people find being the poster child for other clubs. I mean, people are now saying, look at Schlock Neil, do what they do. We need to copy their template. How does that feel to be part yeah. of that? I suppose you do hear a lot of, and the media probably has a lot to answer for that. They've come up and they've... No, you've they, a lot they, to answer for, for winning so much. the perfect picture of Schlock Neil, and it's not always that. Like I said, it's a lot mm. of ground, hard work. Um, it's not always yeah. success and roses. Um, it's really sweat blood sweat and tears and that does like every GA community throughout Ireland they know how passionate that club is for their club for their jersey um, just let Neil have probably highlighted they've come to the top at the minute so the media is just showing that which is great which is brilliant but I don't think Slatnail is any different from any club throughout Ireland. The GA is just in the heart of any community especially those small rural communities which is just brilliant it's um, something for everybody to be involved in so how would it feel to win a fourth AIB club camogie title in a row oh be unreal <laughs> be real good um, but we'll worry about that maybe after <laughs> Eva McGrath of Sarsfields how does it feel to be back in an AIB All-Ireland club camogie senior final absolutely brilliant and anytime you're in an All-Ireland it's just a privileged position to be in and especially as it's our third final in four years so yeah it's a great position to be in what have you learned from the experience of the previous two? We've matured a good bit as a team. We're still very young, but we've matured, we've got stronger and fitter and just become more tactically aware and able to manage games better. So hopefully that'll all reap the rewards come the 1st of March. 2017 and 2018, they were good years, but they kind of ended unideally. But the positive is you got to All-Ireland Finals. The negative, obviously, those All-Ireland Finals were lost. Does that still sit on you? Is that still something that gets you down as a group? Or is it a case of, it was a couple of years ago, you've got your Galway title back last year, you didn't get out of the county, our Drahan won, and they don't drag you down. You take the experience from them, but, it, but it's not something that's kind of dragging you down, those two losses. No, obviously, they're hard to take, especially the 2018 one was very hard to take because I thought felt we were in a good position to drive on and win that. But obviously external factors and obviously Sockneen as well we lost but no they don't drag us down where as I said we've matured a lot of new girls younger girls are putting pressure on the panel so our panel is like it's greatly strengthened in the last two or three years with the young girls coming up so yeah we're looking forward to it there's no pressure we're gonna go out and enjoy it we've done the hard work and let the way it goes we can't control it we can only control our performance for you personally you must have looked with a mix of emotions at Galway winning the All-Ireland last year because there's a lot of teammates and friends on that team what was it like watching Galway win an All-Ireland and to not be part of it knowing it was a possibility that you could have been yeah obviously it's tough like to take but it's your own decision at the end of the day you have to get over it and yeah. um, you need to know the repercussions of it but um, I was so happy for them because the girls been through so much losses and agonising defeat to by a point or to Cork and Kilkenny every like year after extra time and stuff like that so we're delighted to see 
week, Sarah Durbin lift the cup and the girls give so much and only in recent years they've been getting the recognition they deserve so it was it was brilliant and hopefully but yeah there's no reason why we can't go on and win more. And I think you're back in now as well aren't you? Yeah so that's, yeah, yeah. yeah Orla and Siobhan and myself and obviously we have a strong start to contingent there at Thelma and Maria Cooney and Tara Kinney obviously did her coosiest there unfortunately she's a member of our club as well who we've been missing so she'll be back in June as well hopefully June. Ah, So we'll go back to the club now Um, does that win for Galway kind of give you a bit of encouragement to go out and get one for yourself or get another one for yourself I should say having done it before with County yeah well I think they're really sort of completely separate in my mind anyway because I just think it would mean a lot more to me personally to win with the club I think I'd retire happy I know I won't be retiring but I would retire happy if we won the club All-Ireland because it's been my dream since I sort of realised you could do that with the club since we won All-Ireland of Fade in 2007 sort of nexus of that team is still uh, the backbones of this team and obviously the younger girls coming through as well so yeah it would just be absolutely unbelievable I couldn't really describe the feeling that would be like to win so hopefully I'll feel it now two weeks time yeah uh, the rules have evolved in Camogie yeah. and it makes it more like hurling than they are the same sport essentially yeah. I remember and I've said this a number of times in interviews and referenced it a number of times Ursula Jacob saying I'm a hurler I play Camogie but I'm a hurler now Camogie and hurling are kind of basically the same sport how important is that how needed was that um, very much needed I mean it's been well publicised especially after the 2018 All-Ireland how because of the constraints of the rules how bad the match was there's no two ways about it it was particularly bad it's just really a game of freeze basically but um, yeah this year I've noticed in Inter-County they, they, it was really good the standard they let it go it was brilliant to watch and then the players enjoy that everyone spectators it can only help with uh, Camogie um, so yeah it's brilliant it's the same sport so hopefully now these rules in the league will work out and they'll be passed and they'll just become part and they'll have the exact same rules as Ireland. Um, it makes sense. Like, so. We'll finish where we started the AIB All-Ireland Club Camogie Senior Final against Sarsfields. Fast forward to the morning of the match. What is Niamh McGrath like? Does she like to be left alone? Is she a talker? Do you put in the earphones and listen to music and isolate yourself? What do you like on match day? Um, I suppose like probably would have been a lot more nervous in other years but you get used to it and you realise at the end of the day there's more things as well if you lose it's not the end of the world um, relatively sort of relaxed we start to be chatting at home anyway the breakfast go out for a few pucks or whatever and do foam rolling warm up um, get your bags rechecked and everything like that and then obviously we'll be heading up on the bus to Dublin so it'll be about two or three hours so yeah it's looking forward to it like I won't be overly nervous like I've been there before the main thing is not to let it pass us by again Oh, yeah. The Camogie Show. Proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance. That is it from us this week. We'll be back next Monday from 6 o'clock. Thank you to Neve and Aoife and Oshin as always, and producer Kerry O'Toole.